I check Twitter like I do, and believe it or not, I still go to Twitter to kind of stay up to, to, to news and stay up to information. And Kanye West is trending on Twitter. Why is he trending on Twitter? Because this headline says, Kanye West says he's the new Moses. Right? And I'm like, oh, Moses, this is interesting. And then there's something about Kanye's obsessed with Taylor Swift. And I'm like, Kanye, I follow Kanye. I see some of his tweets. What's he talking about? I'm a fan of Kanye. Just so you guys know, it's important to acknowledge our bias when making videos like this. I'm a fan of Kanye. So I see this. And then I start seeing people react to the news without actually going and reading what was said. And I'm going to read to what was said. I'm going to explain why he said it and give you guys some different insight and some different stuff but it's always interesting and this is why we need to go to the sources of the people who said the things that like are so polarizing and actually read what they said why did they say it? what's going on because people were reacting to the news and saying kanye needs help i hope he gets help right that's kind of like the thing that's been going on is like he just needs help he just needs help he just needs help without actually looking at what he said and did he say anything crazy did he say something off-putting was he was he irrational was he wild was he did he say something to make you instantly react to he needs help and he needs help is a very dismissive term when someone's actually making an appeal and trying to make some serious points here so let's get into what he said exactly uh, because I think it's important. So check this out. This is Ye, uh, Twitter Twitter line. I'm going to pull this up. Hopefully, what am I doing? I'm using the wrong mouse. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, boom. So this is Kanye's first tweet, right? Now, some other tweets before that, I don't really need to get into those, but this is the meat of it. He said, I need to see everybody's contracts at Universal and Sony. Why? Because Kanye has a, what? A deal with Universal for his music and apparently he has a publishing deal with Sony for his publishing music is this record label under Universal which is Def Jam there's only three major conglomerates in music Warner Universal Sony three companies control pretty much all of the music so he says he needs to he needs to see everybody's contract at Universal and Sony I'm not going to watch my people be enslaved I'm putting my life on the line for my people the music industry and the NBA are modern day slave ships I'm the new Moses. Okay, what does that mean? Modern day slave ships, right? Hyperbolic statement. Kanye tends to be hyperbolic, but let's let's dig a little deeper, right? So he says, I'm the new Moses. Now, biblical story of Moses. Moses went to Pharaoh, let my people go. You know, the plagues came eventually. Not the plaques, the plagues. Those of you that follow me know what I'm talking about. The plagues came finally Pharaoh relents, lets the people of Israel go, and they eventually inherit the promised land a number of years later. Kanye says he's the new Moses. Hmm. What does that mean? Well, he says, then he goes on to say, he says, buy land, use the government money and buy land. I don't know what he means by that. I think he's meaning like tax deductions. Use, use like tax deductions, tax incentives. We have to evolve, buy property. It's good advice, right? I don't understand what the issue with the advice is. My kids go own my masters. Hmm, now he's getting into particulars. Okay, now he's getting into particulars. So initially he's saying, I'm the new Moses. What is he talking about? This sounds polarizing. Wow, this is wild. I can't believe he's saying this. How could he compare himself to Moses? Then he starts going into my kids are going to own my masters. What are masters? Masters are the master recordings 
of your music. So there's two ownerships in music. There's the composition, who wrote the songs, who composed the beats, what samples are in the songs. Sometimes a song could have a bunch of writers. Sometimes a sample could have a bunch of different producers on it. A sample with additional producers on it you didn't even, you'll never even meet, right? And so there's the publishing side who wrote the song and who composed the, the music. And then there's the master side, who owns the recording? Who owns the recording of the song? Okay, I don't want to get too deep, but that's what the master said. I said, my kids are going to own my master's. That means he doesn't own his, own, his master's. And then he sends this. He says, no one from Universal or Sony has responded. So it's go time. Hmm. No one's responded. He's tried to reach out. No one's responded. He said his kids are going to own his master's. That means he doesn't own his master's yet or all of them. And then he said he puts this screenshot, right? No one's responded. Let's see what the screenshot says. He says, meaning that we can argue that Universal and Sony have not supported you fully and that as a result they have breached. This is the lawsuit termination nuclear option. This is his attorney, I'm thinking, speaking, right? If we went that route, we would litigate and ask for your masters as part of a settlement. This is a high-risk but high-reward strategy. Regarding master ownership, we can look into buying, but if Taylor's cost $300 million, yours will cost a lot more I assume. Again, people started, oh, he's obsessed with Taylor Swift. Why is he obsessed with Taylor Swift? I didn't see him tweet anything about Taylor Swift, but I saw this, and I'm guessing maybe that's why. Remember that if you re-record these songs, you could own these new masters outright. A much more radical consideration would be to propose an entirely new relationship or joint venture with Universal, which, by the way, I'm blown away that Kanye doesn't have a joint venture with Universal. He's freaking Kanye. He's you know one of the most prolific, one of the most talented, one of the most highest selling artists of our generation. He doesn't have a joint venture. Joint venture just means more of a partnership, right? He says, uh, a joint venture with Universal, one that is equal and not one-sided. Hmm, I'm going to get into why record contracts are one-sided. I am not sure you were interested in that, but if you... Could but it if could be a Yeezy Media Universal Joint Venture play, but one where you have the power. And then Liquid Kanye responds, "I'm not open to any form of business with Universal or Sony." I love that response. I love that response. Now, this probably doesn't make a ton of sense unless you understand how record contracts work. How do record contracts work? I thought you'd never ask. Let's talk about it. Let's show you guys a quick video. I posted this on my Instagram. Uh, shout out to one Laurel. He posted this. I'm going to show this real quick, and then I'll, I'll unpack this. So just don't go anywhere. Check this out. Typical record deal is structured something like this. The record label gives in advance, say, $250,000 to the artist to record an album. The artist then records the album. Suppose that the album sells 500,000 copies at... Okay, so real quick, record label gives you an advance. That money people get, that that initial upfront money, that's called an advance. That is an advance against future royalties. So this is saying a good case scenario is a record label gets a uh, gives a two hundred fifty thousand dollar advance. They usually don't give you two hundred fifty thousand dollar advances. Like you might get a hundred thousand nowadays, right? And I'm gonna. By the way, I'm gonna tie all this into a cool Bible verse. Two two cool Bible verses at the end to just stay with me. But check this out. You get an advance. That is advance against what? Against your royalties. Say And then it says, say you sell 500,000 copies. Okay, it's very difficult to sell 500,000 copies now, right? Takashi came out and sold 50,000. Lecrae came out and sold 10,000. Because of how streams are calculated different, it's very, very difficult to sell that many records. 
The only people really doing it are the Taylor Swifts, the Drakes, the Kendricks. Maybe J. Cole, right? There's Adele's. They're selling that many records, right? Most people aren't selling that many records. But this is saying, best case scenario, you get $250,000, you sell 500 uh, 500 copies. This is how this plays out. This is crazy. This, Yo, no other industry works like this, by the way, as far as I know. Check this out. $10 each, yielding $5 million. The record label then takes their cut out of the $5 million, typically 85% of the total sales, leaving the artists with $750,000. Okay, did you guys catch that? The record label takes their cut off the top. So a typical royalty rate, it talked about it, 85 to 15, that's a typical royalty rate. They take their 85 off the top, okay? A record generates $5 million, they take their money off the top. You are now left with $750,000. That sounds like a lot of money, but remember, that's only off of your 15%. Some of you guys are like, I don't care. This, trust me, just, just stay with me, it's gonna make sense. Now watch this. So now you're left with $750,000. That's a lot of money, right? That's a lot of money. Nope, watch this. But before the artist receives any payments, the label first deducts the advance. Ah! In addition- That's that, that's that, that's that 250,000. Most artists think it's free money, right? Check this out. So they take that off the top. So, so one, they get paid before you get paid. They get their money first out of their 85%. Then what's left over, you pay them back from your little slither of your 15%. I don't know of any other industry that works that way. I don't think Shark Tank or Venture Capital. I don't know if the publishing world works this way, but this is wild that, you know, $5 million comes in, boom, record label takes their money off the top. They're already profitable, fam. They're already profitable. And then you have $750,000 left, which is like, wow, that's a lot of money. Uh-uh, that $250,000 advanced, a lot of people think it's free money, they take that out of that. Not out of the five million, out of your slither of that pie. Watch this, 500,000 left. That's still a lot of money, right? Watch this. The record label recoups other costs, such as recording costs, half the prom Okay, that says $300,000. Now we know it doesn't cost $300,000 to make an album unless you're like a band or something, but here's what happens. When you get signed to a major label, they start making you work in their studios. Guess how much those studios cost? $1,500 a day, $1,000 a day, $700 a day. You think you're gonna do an album in 10 days? Nope, nope, plus you gotta pay for the engineer. An album can cost 300,000 easy. And that's like, you could be a rapper spending that much on an album. So $300,000, so 500000 300000 for recording costs. Watch this. Promotion costs, half the video. 75000 for promotion costs. And then it says 125000 for video costs. Costs and tour support. This leaves the artist $425,000 in debt to the record. Did you guys catch that? Did you guys catch that? So first of all, they said half the promotion cost, half the video cost. That's if you're lucky. That's if you're lucky. That number is if you're lucky. A lot of times, all of this, this, and this is 100% recoupable, meaning that they don't they don't take any of that with you. It's, they just, boom, we need that. 100%, you're on the hook for 100% of that, right? So that's if you're lucky, they're splitting it 50-50 with you out of your 15%, of course. And then tour support is like, you don't really got enough buzz to go do a tour, so they give you money to go do a tour. You gotta pay that back. You see what I'm saying? So this is an artist, this is an artist that gets a $250,000 advance. That's a good advance, that's a good, and people don't really get that kind of money now. Like, I think, yeah, it's just, this is not as common. They sell 500,000, they go gold. Okay, they go gold. 
The, the record generates $5 million. And guess what? They are $425,000 in debt. How are you $425,000 in debt off a record that made you, off a record that generated half a million? Now, let's, let's play the rest of this real quick. Watch this. To the record label. And then this debt gets carried on to the next album, the next album, and the next album. I don't know if... 1.7 million. I did a video on this called Why Your Favorite Rappers Are Broke. You guys could go check that out. Um, this to me is an extremely predatory system. This to me is just not... Personally, I just don't think this is how you should do business with people. In my opinion. Right? In my opinion. So let's keep let's keep watching this. Check this out. Most people have seen long form contracts. They're insane. And there's all these little these little things thrown in. It's kind of like legislating, you know, legislature for a government. They put up this big issue, but underneath that issue, there's like 17 other little laws that they threw in that they're not talking about. So when you say yes to this one thing, you're actually saying yes to like 45 other things. So he said he said long form. He's saying that a, a long form contract basically how it comes in there's a deal memo that comes in it comes in an email it's very it's it's clean to read it's just like a couple lines this is what you get this is how much you got to recoup da, da 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 then when you get the long form that joint is like an encyclopedia i'm talking hundreds and hundreds of pages long that's why you need an attorney they got to comb through all the details they go over the minutia and all this kind of stuff it's insane right it's insane so let's go back to these kanye tweets right so when he's saying when he's saying all this stuff and he's talking about owning his masters and he's talking about, I want to see people, I want to see these contracts, right? And check out what he says here later. He says, uh, I'm going to scroll through this. He talks about net worth. Um, this part right here is really interesting. He says, um, contracts in all industries need to be simplified. Now, complicated contracts are not are how businesses, music companies, and sports take advantage of talent. We will expose these contracts and make them transparent now. Support new talent, startups, amend old contracts. Support new talent. So remember, we talked about the long form, right? So they can sneak in a lot of stuff. And if you're you don't got a wizard ninja ninja of a warrior that can really know what's going on, they'll sneak in all kinds of stuff into them contracts. Best believe they will. So when we see the headlines, right? And this is why we got to just be mindful of the media bias, right? We got to be mindful of this stuff. When we see the headlines on Kanye and it's like, oh, he needs help. Oh, he's crazy. Wow, wow. Right? And it's like, no, let's just go read what he actually said. When you read what he actually says, he doesn't sound that crazy, does he? He actually sounds very sane. He actually sounds like he's very tapped in to what's going on in these industries and he parallels it to sports he parallels it to music he parallels it to other and he's talking about the long-form contract so why am i sharing all this well in my opinion if you want to go after this system if you want to be in this system at this point in my opinion i think you just don't care about the business and being owned or you are just after the fame and the clout there's no reason to do this anymore, in my opinion, especially where we are in 2020. So I'm going to pull up a verse for you guys. I want you guys to read this with me. This one of my one of my I always say it's one of my favorite verses, but it really is. OK, it says, do not conform 
to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. The pattern of this world says we want to own the masters. We want to own the publishing. We want to own you. We want to, we want to, it's in some contracts, we want to own your name and likeness. And thank you, Latoya, for bringing up Prince. Prince went through a season. You guys should go look this up. Prince went through a season where he changed his name to the artist formerly known as Prince into a symbol. You guys should look this up. And he would, he would do these interviews and he'd have the word slave on his face written in. And why? Because Prince found out he didn't even own the name Prince. That the label owned him, his identity. He had to go under a different moniker for a season. Right? And so... So when we see Kanye doing these things, he's not crazy, right? He's not crazy. And look, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Don't be conformed to the, to the world's way of doing business. Don't be conformed to the world's way of doing contracts. Don't be conformed to this stuff. Right now, as an independent artist, I have artists I've worked with. I've had artists that I've uh, helped spark their careers, some of which have gone on to do some major label stuff. And this is how our situation works. Hey, we spend $10,000 on an album, right? We have a basic 50-50 split agreement. I handle some of the marketing, the production, the mixing. The artist does the music stuff. Now, we spend $10,000 on that album. Now, we have a 50-50. So they don't need to generate $20,000 to pay me back the $10,000 I spent. No. The first 10000 that comes in, that's what gets recouped. We recoup together. They don't have to recoup from their little slither, whether it's 18%, 15%, 50%. They, we recoup together, right? On top of which, I then created systems of pre-orders. And I said, hey, listening to Seth Godin, I said, you know what? We don't even need to come out of pocket. Let's have the fans pay for it, right? I saw what Indiegogo, Kickstarter was doing. I said, you know what? Let's just do a really cool creative pre-order campaign where we give them kind of album early you know access we give them merchandise and we said boom now we're going to give the 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 fans the opportunity to fund the record and ever since i can't i came up with that mentality every record we've put out we've been in the black going into the release of the record the record drops it's instantly profitable the the pre-orders pay for the record that's why we encourage you guys to pre-order by the way right so that's a way that we can avoid Getting sucked into these systems, sucked into these machines. Now, I want to read you guys another verse. I want to read you guys another verse. Check this out. And God is able. God is able. Okay? So, some of you guys just need to sit here for a minute. Just just meditate on that. God is able to what? To bless you abundantly. Oh, man. All my toxic poverty gospel people hate this. This is 2 Corinthians 9.8. God is able to bless you abundantly. What does abundantly mean? Abundantly means that there's extra, there's excess, there's abundance. Jesus says, I've come to give you life and life in abundance. That's John 10, 10, 10. The enemy says the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Steal, kill, and destroy. Hmm. A lot of these these artists are having their careers stolen and killed, right? He says, but I've come to give you life and life in the abundance. And then the Apostle Paul is writing here in 2 Corinthians 9.8. He says, and God is able to bless you abundantly. Check this out. So that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Now, it didn't say every work. 
Notice it didn't say every work. You can't just, you can't be a crackhead for Jesus. You can't be a stripper for Jesus, right? In every good work. And you, 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 you're not, you're not going to be someone that just degrades women and, 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 and call yourself a Christian. You're not going to be somebody that just perpetuating drug culture and also be a Christian. No, 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 no. It says you will abound in what? Every good work. God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Now, this context that they were living in was not as prosperous as ours, right? We have technology, we have the internet, we have ways to get in front of people, make videos and messaging and clothing lines and pre, right? It's a different time they were living in. Paul was a tent maker, right? He was a tent maker who pastored on the side. Paul wrote the majority of our New Testament letters, by the way. He had a radical encounter. You guys should look up Paul. If you're not a Christian, you will be blown away by the story of the Apostle Paul and how he became a Christian. He did not like Christians. And this man had a small business on the side making tents, and he would not let the church support him. So different context. This is a tougher time that he was living in, right? How much more I mean, God's truth is always truth, but I feel like this is even more true for us today in 2020 with everybody walking around with one of these little devices in our hand that connects us all to the entire world, right? Everybody's interconnected. There's people in this chat right now from China. There's people in this chat right now from Africa. Like, this is a crazy time we live in. So, those of you guys that are looking to make a product, those of you guys that are looking to become an influencer, make YouTube content, I want you guys to be thinking about these things. What are you good at? What do you have expertise in? What are you passionate about? Right? I'm passionate about basketball. I'm not good at basketball, nor do I have expertise in basketball. Guess who doesn't get to play professional basketball? This guy, right? <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm good at this stuff right here, creating messaging videos. I'm passionate about it, and I have a degree of expertise. I know what I'm talking about. I've, I've sat here. I've been into these big labels. I know a lot of these presidents. I know, I know, I've, you know, Joey I.E. and Jeff Vaughn at Capitol. I got text with these guys, right? And then it's not that they're bad guys. This is just the system, right? So I want you guys to be thinking about what are you good at? What are you passionate about? What do you have expertise in? Where, where do you see opportunities emerging in the marketplace? Where do you see needs met? And I want you guys to approach these things in a way that you don't conform to the, way, to the world's ways of doing things. You don't conform to the system. You figure out how to get the system to conform to you. You figure out how to get the system to finesse your, your agenda instead of being governed by the agenda, right? And that's where we have to be. I have a, I have a tattoo. You guys can't see it, but it's a, Jesus says, be as innocent as doves and as shrewd as snakes. That's where we have to be shrewd. We have to be innocent in our, and, and, and blameless in our business practices, but we got to be shrewd in understanding the technology and understanding how these things work and understanding how to equip people. And so I really want you guys to be thinking about it. And I want you guys to know this verse, really let this drive home. Some of y'all need to make this your memory verse. You need to write this on your wall. God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. And every good work, are you doing good work? Are you doing good work? Are you doing good work that, that, that is going to bless people, is going to help people, is going to empower people, is going to glorify God? Are you doing good work? Are you doing work that's really self-absorbed about you and really about your agenda? Right? Now. Kingstream Entertainment. Bruce Lawn. Speaking of doing good work, speaking of not conforming to the ways of the world and knowing who we are, knowing who our identity is, knowing how we are supposed to be 
functioning in this thing. Sometimes as creatives, as Christian creatives, again, I'm primarily this this part I'm primarily speaking to Christians. Okay, so if you're not a Christian, stuff doesn't really apply to you. But if if, if you are a Christian, hear me. Sometimes we get tempted to adjust our methodology, to adjust our methodology to impact more people. I did an interview with I'm Rescued. You guys should check it out. I'm Rescued is a worship rap artist. And we were talking about this idea of the algorithms and YouTube and who does YouTube put your content in front of. And a lot of us who are believers, we want to reach those who are far from God. We want to have dialogue. We want to, we want our message and our music to impact people. And we were going back and forth. And I was kind of pushing back and I said, listen, the algorithms aren't set up that way. You have to be aware of the algorithms. You got to be aware of like, they're going to push this stuff in front of people that they're already consuming. And in the process, I played an Iron Rescue song. You guys should really go watch that video. And it, and it hit me with this, with this epiphany, this X factor of if you make music that's dope enough, if you make art that's dope enough and goes deep enough with people, they will do the marketing for you. They will do the storytelling for you. And so my brother Dayton came out. My brother Dayton came out and he said, yo, it's crazy. I woke up to a text message this morning of one of the biggest rappers in the world knowing who I am and having shared my music to someone else I was talking to. I'm going to read you guys his tweets and then I'm going to I'm going to give you guys a little bit more insight cuz I talked to Dayton. Check this out. This is Dayton uh, from God Over Money, friend of the shows, friend of mine. He says I woke up to a DM on on IG this morning that blew my mind. A homie of mine that's very dope and is about to pop off in the mainstream sent me a screenshot of a text combo he was having with, with one of the biggest most successful artists to ever live. In the thread, out of nowhere, this huge artist tells my homie, yo, I ran across this dude that you should collab with on some woke-ish. My homie asked who it is, and this huge artist texted him a link to a music video for my song called Hallelujah All Day. That's a very explicitly Christian song. The huge artist told him that we would sound good on a record together because of our voices. I won't share who they are, but my man asked me not to share a private conversation, da 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 My point is this. My point is this. This huge artist is... The top of the top. His music is the total opposite of mine. He would be the last person on earth that you would expect to not only listen to Hallelujah All Day, but share it with another secular artist and suggest that we collab. Hallelujah All Day is an overtly Christian. Is overtly Christian. It's a message. It's unapologetic and uncompromising. I myself would never play it to a non-believer if I was trying to witness to Christ. But God. So I'm about to spill the beans on some plans I had for an upcoming project. I have been working on an established secular producer on a project. The plan was to take my uh, th- this to my secular project with the hopes of casting a wider net to reach more. Okay, he's, he's thinking about adjusting his methodology, right? He's thinking about adjusting his methodology to reach more. Listen, the intent is good. Hey, I'm I'm gonna kind of adjust some of my my content. I'm gonna adjust some of my messaging to to reach more people, right? And he's he's partnering with this secular producer. And then in the midst of this, he says, my mindset was still reaching people. But of course, because the audience would be different, my approach would have to change as far as how direct about the gospel I can be. So I thought the screenshot from arguably the best MC ever and also one of the most successful artists of all time suggesting Hallelujah Day to someone reminded me two things. One, you never know who is listening. And two, just do what God tells you and stay out of the way. In my mind, I could change this or not, reach the world because they will think Christ-centered music is corny. But this situation proved me wrong. Situation proved me wrong. That song is four years old and made an impression on somebody many would demonize this morning. I'm just sharing this to encourage a lot of the CHH artists. And this is, and I retweeted it. I retweeted it. And this is what I said. Let me find my retweet of it. I said this. I said, God exists and does work outside of algorithms. Stick to your guns, kids. 
Don't be incongruent. Follow your vision. Anything is possible. There's no magic formula in 2020. Make your product so good that people do the marketing and storytelling for you. Now, I talked to Dayton since offline. I can't give you the details, but let me tell you something. I saw the screenshot. I saw the screenshot. I know who the artist is. Yeah. Biggest, biggest in the game. I can't say much more. I can't say who he's clapped. I can't, I can't go into that. I seen the screenshot. I got the screenshot. It's crazy that this artist, this artist would be sitting around. This isn't somebody trying trying to navigate it. This isn't this isn't somebody that you would ever assume would be sitting around listening to Christian hip hop. And they're aware of what Dayton is doing. And this is where the X factor comes in. This is where the X factor comes in of, listen, I, I could sit here and I could be intentional and I could make good videos and I could and I could make good music and all this kind of stuff. And I could be I could be very particular about all these things. But at the end of the day, God could do what he wants and he could put someone like Dayton, who's an overtly Christian rapper, Christian hip hop artist. And he could and he could put someone like that. And, and, and the screenshot is I saw the screen and it's literally, yo, you should collab. This is from the big artist icon who I can't name. Literally saying, yo, you should collaborate with this artist, Dayton being this artist, on some woke-ish. Right? First of all, woke, that's hilarious. Like the song is called Hallelujah All Day. It just shows you that he ain't really in the whole CHH thing. You don't really know what's going on. I was like, yo, this this is crazy. This is crazy. And and listen, this is where uh this is where God goes beyond an algorithm. This is where this is where man's wisdom and man's system doesn't doesn't compare to how amazing and incredible the goodness and the reach of God is, even when the algorithm doesn't play to our favor. Even when on paper, I could talk to an I Am Rescued, who's one of my favorite new artists, by the way. Y'all should y'all go watch that interview with I did with I Am Rescued. I talked to him and I tell him, I said, listen, man, like the, the algorithms is not going to play for you. You're not going to end up on these R&B soul playlists. Your stuff is going to be in front of people who listen to Christian music. But I didn't factor in that one, God can do anything. And that two, a lot of the people can be the hands and feet and use the music as almost like a track, right? The, 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 the mu- and then once it gets big enough, it could pop up in people's algorithms, right? And so this whole thing is wild. I've been kind of getting this right. And it's like, listen, not a whole lot's changing for me or anything like that. It's just some of you guys are like, yo, I want to make overtly Christian art. Or I don't want to make overtly Christian art. It doesn't matter. Do what you believe God has called you to do. Stick to your vision. Don't switch up. Don't be incongruent. The fans will sniff you out. They'll know. Be as authentically you as you can possibly be to a fault. So if you're that guy that wants to quote a bunch of Bible verses in your stuff, then do that. If you're that guy that wants to write songs about your marriage and write love songs, then do that. But don't. Don't limit God. Don't limit what God can do. Don't limit, don't limit the reach that you could have and, 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 and conform to the ways of this world. I'll read this verse one more time to you guys, right? Do not 
conform to the pattern of this world will be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And then let's go to 2 Corinthians again. 2 Corinthians 2, uh, uh, 2 Corinthians 9, 8. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will be, you will abound in every good work. You stay faithful to the every good work part. You stay faithful to doing what you feel God's calling in front of you to do. And just know it's going to take time. Dayton, me and Dayton been at this thing for a long time, guys. We ain't no young whippersnappers running around here, you know, making wavy auto-tune music. We've been at this for a minute. I mean, Dayton was on 106 and Park battling 15 years ago, 20 years ago. My first record came out in 2004, right? You, got, you guys are seeing decades of, of work and being faithful. It's going to take time. But it doesn't mean that you can't get to where you want to be. Again, what are you good at? What area of expertise do you have? Where's there need in the marketplace, an opportunity, right? And what are you passionate about? The world's going to tell you, be just follow your passions, follow your... Listen, love basketball. I'm very passionate about basketball. I'm not, I'm not that good at it. I'm all right. <laughs> I ain't got no expertise. And there's no, there's no need for Armenians to play professional basketball, right? So figure that out for yourself. This is not telling all you guys to go be rappers or go be YouTubers. But figure that out. Figure that out in the marketplace. Stick to your vision. Stick to your plan. Stick what God showed in front of you. And I believe that there's abundance. I believe that right now, because of the specific time that we're in. I know that, no, a lot of what I'm saying, guys, is contextual to the era that we're living in. I'm not making absolute statements for everybody everywhere. I'm saying specifically for those of us that are in North America, if you are of able body and sound mind, there's opportunity here. And it may not be you doing your own thing initially. You might you might go work with someone else. Instead of being an entrepreneur, you may go be an intrapreneur in someone else's organization for a season, learn everything you can, understand how it functions, develop some good skills, and then launch into your own thing. I worked at my, my church until I was 30, right? I'm 35 now. I worked at my church until I was 30, and then I quit and went full-time. And that, that church job where I was an entrepreneur inside of a big organization, man, that was the best training I could have had to transition into what I'm doing now where I'm now self-employed. King's Dream is great, grossing six figures consistently every single year since I quit my job in 2015. God is amazingly good, but goodness, it was hard to get here. It was hard. It was a lot of work. So know yourself. Know what you want to do. Know what you're good at. See the opportunity. See the marketplace. Stick to your guns. King's Dream Entertainment. Bruce Lawn. Hey, I wanted to do something a little extra. Uh, this is the live stream. Take a few minutes, see if any of you guys had any any specific questions. I got about three minutes before I get out of here. Again, thank you to those of you guys that are watching this live. If you're watching this live, let me know where you're watching this from. Let me know if you have any questions. Do subscribe. Turn the bell notification on. Mean It would mean a lot to me. Uh, some of you guys know me. Some of you guys are brand new. Either way, I want to just take a moment, acknowledge you. Thank you for being here. Uh, if you guys see me looking off camera, I don't mean to be rude because I know sometimes it's weird if I'm like looking here and you guys are here. I'm looking to see if you guys got any questions. If you guys got any questions, feel free. Um, ask away. I'm about to, uh, I got an appointment in about 12 minutes, but I wanted to make sure that I, I spent some time with you guys. Luke Abram says, Ruslan has mastered the art of good video titles. Thank you, Luke. Long time coming. How do you know when too much is too much? I think you got to know yourself. I think you got to know, is, is the too much, is that access to excess going to ruin you, right? Some of you guys aren't equipped to handle a lot of money because you don't know how to handle a little bit of money. That's too much, you know? For some of you guys, you making $5,000 a month, you will wild out, right? It's too much for you, right? Uh, watching from Florida. Uh, live video instead of two years old. Do you feel fast songs or slow songs get the most attention? It depends. 
It depends. I'm not. I'm not really sure. It depends on the audience. I don't. We got to stop. Stop looking at it in binary terms. There's something out there for everybody. Georgia, shout out. Who was the rapper? I can't tell you who the rapper was, but let's just say it's somebody you guys all knew. You guys all know. And, uh, and I can't say anything. If I start deducting, you guys could figure out. So I don't even want to say who it's not. But yeah. Um, yo, Peter, thank you for uh, being so active in the comment section, Peter. I appreciate you. Shout out to you all the way to Australia. Um, Texas in the house. I don't think mingling with the world and people that are not Christian is not bad, but it's risky. You really have to be led and strong in the spirit. By nature, we are inclined to sin. So it's very risky. Yeah, I mean, everything is risky. And there's certain situations that I would just stay out of. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, like, like for example, like I haven't heard the WAP song. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't know that record. I don't even need to go near that. I know what that record's about. I don't need to hear that record. It's not for me. It's really not for me, right? So I just avoid that. Now, I also would never be in a studio. Like if, if, if the door opened, I would never be in a studio alone with a Cardi B or Megan Thee Stallion. I just wouldn't. You know what I'm saying? I would, I would need a ton of people there. So yes, it is risky. But if you're there and you're, you're covered and you're protected, you're in community, uh, I also think there's a time and a place to collaborate and be with them maybe not collaborate and put a record out but to be in a time and a place and potentially share the gospel with people so we we have to have that healthy balance we have to be safe we have to be guarded but we also got to see the opportunity and, and this is by the way this has more to do with also what you let in you know what i'm saying um is it too late to change get on the right path never too late to change every moment passing is another chance to turn it all around Every moment passing is another chance to turn around. It's never too late to change. How did you know what God wanted you to do as a career? Trial and error, um, a, a good, amazing praying wife, trying stuff, looking around, good mentors. And I also knew that um, I also set some hard deadlines. 2010, did a video yesterday about not chasing fantasies. It was in regard to the Joe Rogan uh, Spotify is Joe Rogan, uh, Donald Trump, Biden. Go watch that video. That video, I specifically talked about a, a verse I read about not chasing fantasies. I gave myself a hard deadline that I needed to be profitable in music. I was pers pursued it for about five years. I needed to be profitable in a year. Asked my wife to hold me accountable to it. At the end of that year, she was like, we got to keep going for this. Four years later, we were full-time. Four years later, we were full-time. So, uh, let's see. Uh, key tips for managing an artist don't don't manage an artist don't manage or let the artist learn how to manage themselves you figure out and and figure out how to add value to the artist can you shoot music videos can you mix their songs can you make their beats Our artists overthink management all a management manager is is a guide right if you can't offer tangible value to that person real services to that person it's, they probably don't need a manager they need to learn how to manage themselves and be a big boy I just got in, but man, is everyone turned out to be an artist and is it really difficult to be a Christian artist in today's world? Ah, difficult, subjective, I don't know. Well, it depends on what your definition of difficult is. Uh, for me, it's great. I love it. I love everything about what I'm doing. This is, you know, it's, yeah, I love it. So, respect, WAP is nasty, turns the lyrics, I honestly could care less for the music quality, but we need to minister to them. Top artists in CHH right now, top three in your, I don't like those conversations. I don't have a top artist. Is it possible or even viable to make art from the church and art for the church and switch back and forth or will people consider you inconsistent two-faced i think it's possible i think great art from the church can also speak to the church i think sometimes if you come out as a worship type artist and then you switch up and and you people you, like your cores like oh he watered down his message um 
I think that could be problematic from a branding standpoint. But I feel like if you always came out and just consistently made music from the church, the church will probably support you because they'll know you're Christian, right? So think, I don't know, U2, 21 Pilots. I'm trying to think of some other examples. A lot, there's a lot, of, a lot of Christians like John Bellion. He's not a Christian artist, right? He even uses profanity. Uh, NF, right? So it's it's you, you can do both. I think the issue becomes when um, Fred Hammond, who wrote some of the best gospel songs, I listen to Fred Hammond every single day, comes out with a love album. Like, I don't want to hear a love album from Fred Hammond. I love you, Fred, but I don't want to hear a love album from Fred Hammond, right? Like I don't want to hear a rap record from Kurt Franklin. Right. I think that's where it becomes incongruent. That's kind of some of the pushback that um, people have and, and had against Reach Records because they kind of came out one way and sparked this movement for being unashamed for Jesus. And then they kind of adjusted their methodology, which is what their their intent was, you know, to, to reach more people, which is a great intent. And then in the process, they kind of swung to the other extreme. Figure out who you are. If you want to be a worship artist, be a worship artist. Be, be an unapologetic. Be, be, be a Montel Fish. Be an I Am Rescued. Be that guy. Right. Um, or if you want to make music that's kind of more lifestyle music, it's kind of like what I do. But I still, I mean, the majority of you guys in this live stream are believers. Y'all are Christians, you know. So I'm not, I'm not like delusion that like, oh yeah, I'm just, oh, I'm just speaking to non-Christians. No, 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 I know, I know, I know who my audience is. My audience is people like me. A lot of you guys just 10, 15 years ago, you know. So uh, Kanye is high key about to change the game. Thank you for the super chat, Victor. I really appreciate that. Uh, about to change the game uh, for music artists. I, I agree. I think we're about to change the game. I think conversations like this are going to change the game. Do you feel that there are levels of CHH? I don't even know what that means. I don't even know what that means. Levels to CHH? I feel like CHH is whatever you want it to be. How would you approach your career today if you had to start from scratch? I'm about to start from scratch. I got new music coming. And it's literally, I'm doing exactly what I want to be doing. And you can watch it in real time. And a lot of what I'm talking about here is what I would have done. I would have stuck to the stuff that I loved. I would have knew myself. I would never adjust my methodology to, to win over people. I went the other extreme. Like we started having a ton of favor and getting like opportunities to perform at a lot of non-Christian colleges. I've talked about, about a little bit about that. And we, we started touring with Lecrae, not touring, but we started doing like shows with Lecrae and those guys right as they were at their peak or about to explode. And we started trying to conform to make more Christian music, more turn up Jesus, Jesus, jump around for Christ music to do this to. And I compromised on that, right? Crazy. I compromised making more Christocentric music, but I did, if I'm honest with you guys. Um, where can I start for getting clients on an audio engineer when it seems like everyone has one already? I only have my own music to show. Work on your own music. Work on your own music. Build real friendships. Um, offer to mix stuff for free. Know that you're going to have to just pay your dues, put in a lot of work. I think you need to bundle that service up with something else, a, a producer and an engineer. Let me produce and engineer for you. Let me shoot some videos and engineer for you. you got to bundle that up, something else. We're, we're longer gone the days of you specialize in one thing and you only do one thing. I think those days are over. That's an old school mentality. So if you just want to make it as an engineer, good luck. You know what I'm saying? Unless like Kendrick Lamar is your uncle. Shout out to Baby Keem. Um, what have you been reading and learning from your quiet time? I've been, I'm always in a book of Proverbs. I've been in uh, Ecclesiastes lately. And I have a thing on my TikTok. You go watch me talk about uh, the importance of loving your work. Um, the importance of loving, uh, learning to enjoy what you do for work. Are you going to listen to Andy's new song tonight? I am. Shout out to Andy. Shout out to Words Play. Those are friends of mine in real life. That's why I get, I get defensive when people are like, oh, Reach Records isn't Christian enough. Like, I know those guys personally. I know they love Jesus. Um... And so I, I do get defensive of those dudes only because I've known them for a decade. I'm not saying we're like best buds, but like I know them. I've been around them. I've been around their spouses. Like, like those guys are A1. You know what I mean? 
Um, I'm looking into getting into podcasting. What advice would you give a first timer? Know what you're good at. Know what you have expertise in. Know what your budget is. Can you invest some money to get a nice setup? My whole setup here isn't very expensive. I'm going to do a live streaming on what I do and go to video right away. Jump into video. Podcasting without video is slowly fading. You got to have video in my opinion. My opinion. Uh, people just support Biden because how do we get on Biden? Uh, I've learned over the years that fame isn't pretty much ever universal. Anyone can be famous or popular just with a circle of influence. You could be, yeah. I mean, like, listen, in my house, my wife is, my wife and my son are the famous ones. You know what I'm saying? That's just how it goes. Um, so anyway, guys, appreciate you guys. Appreciate y'all hanging with me. Um, as always, give this video a like, a thumbs up. If you guys got any further questions, do feel free to DM me on Instagram. I respond to every DM, unless it's you just coming and asking me for a favor. I, those I kind of like, I try to figure out how to answer those. But I do answer almost every DM, as long as you're not just out the gate trying to ask me for something. And some of y'all do that. It's real weird. Hey, can you come do this for me? Hey, can you come do that for me? Uh, but yo, I really do try to stay engaged. Like this video. Yes, please, Joshua. Thank you for telling everybody, reminding everybody, like this video. And... Um, Yeah, man. Appreciate y'all. All right. Peace.